Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie B. Today we're talking UFOs and UAPs and all of that stuff again. That's right. We're back for more. You may say, didn't you already talk about that? <laughs> Not only did we already talk about aliens and talk about UFOs, we did five weeks of it, didn't we? Yeah, it was called Alien Timber and it went into October of 2020. Right, right. And that was for paid members only. So if you haven't heard it, you fucked up. Right, you need to go back and check out our Alien Timber series. But we had to come back and talk about the aliens again. Also, we did an episode in July 2019. So it was the year we started Garbage Brain. And uh, I don't remember the title. It was early on, but... Uh, we went into it talking about UFOs, and uh, we did a bunch of research, and, uh, well, Natalie did a bunch of research, and it turns out they are real. We kind of, <laughs> we went into it thinking, oh, this is going to be funny, and then Natalie pulled up all of the Navy videos that got declassified in 2017, right, right. and they had just come out and uh, said, hey, uh, so these are real. There's objects going 2,400 miles an hour and the Navy doesn't know what they are. Right. We originally did our UFO alien episode as part of the brainstorm I had where I was like, okay, we're going to do all the stuff that's definitely not real. We're going to do vampires. We're going to do Bigfoot. We're going to do Mothman. We're going to do ghosts. We're going to do cryptids. We're going to do all this crazy shit, right? Like that was, and I had, and there's like, we had a whole bunch that were going on like around the same time that were like that, those kind of things, right? Sure. And so it was like, I was doing all my research and then I got to the one when we were doing the one about UFOs and aliens and I just could not believe that they were fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And so that turned into alien timber. Where we had, because we, we felt like it was our duty to, to inform you guys. Because we saw the, t- we talked about the Tic Tac video already in one of these episodes. We talked about Gimbal and Go Fast. And all of these things, since we did those episodes, all of those things, the, go- the government has come out and said that they are real. They've not only declassified them, but just this year, just uh, last month, uh, they, uh, the Gimbal and Go Fast and Tic Tac were on 60 Minutes. They interviewed some of the pilots that were involved in that. They interviewed a guy from the Pentagon and basically everybody said, yeah, it's all real. Right. And they're going to release more information about it this month, June, 2021. Right. So what do you think they're going to so say? Hold on to your asses. I think they're going to give us a bunch of nothing. I'm going to get, I think they're going to give us a big fat nothing burger where they say like exactly what we know already. And then they have the rest of it blacked out. You think it's going to be blacked out? You think it's going to be classified? I think there's going to be parts of it are classified. And I think that most of what comes out, we're going to be aware of already. I think the key of the uh, Pentagon forcing the DOD to tell them everything they know about the UFOs. Well, first of all, Natalie. Yeah. What is a UAP? I'll, I'll tell you what a UAP is, and then I'll tell you what I think a UAP is. Uh, UAP is, stands for uh, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And that is the new term that the Pentagon and the Department of Defense are using to refer to UFOs. I believe that they changed the way they refer to UFOs so they could flip their position of always making it seem like anyone 
who said that they saw a UFO was crazy and them constantly saying that they weren't real and constantly saying that this UFO was a weather balloon and this, that, and the other thing, their whole entire, like, 75-year disinformation campaign about UFOs, they just, before they are telling us about it, they're changing the name of what they're talking about so they could, like, erase their, like, shady doings. So the government does not have to say, we have denied for 75 years that UFOs are real, but now UFOs are real. They don't have to have that discussion. They can just say, we are referring to... Yeah, we are referring to objects that we have tracked and do not know what they are as unidentified aerial phenomena. And this is really interesting to me too because there's a distinction in the semantics of this. Mm -hmm. If you say there's an object that's flying and you don't know what it is, sure... This is an aerial phenomena. And so this raises the question of, okay, why isn't it an object? They're it, saying it might not be an object. It might be a hologram. Uh-huh. It might be like an interdimensional projection. Yup. It might be something that is like not, you know what I'm saying, not made of any kind of like matter that we would be able to recognize. It might not operate like a, like a, like a, airplane you know what i'm saying it's, it's maybe it's not flying it's floating maybe it's like and that's the other thing ufo is unidentified flying object but if it's warping one of the theories is that it's warping the gravitational field mm-hmm. that's what bob lazar said that's what bob lazar said if you want to know more about that listen to uh, alien temper yeah bob lazar episode for, uh, right uh if it is warping gravitational fields then it's not flying this also explains why people since the 40s have seen unidentified objects in the sky. Mm-hmm. Recently, and we'll get to this more later, I'm sure, but recently the U.S. Navy has been flying these missions, whether they're like reconnaissance or test or whatever. I hate the military. I don't know very much about it. They're flying around over the ocean doing training or looking for shit or whatever. And they see these fuckers flying and shooting into the ocean and going down into the water and coming out of the water. Right. So they're not just flying. They are free moving objects that can move through the air and through the water. Mm-hmm. And extremely fast. And they could do like right angle turns like out of nowhere. And they could just, like, stop, hover, and drop from the sky, drop from 80,000 feet into the sky, into the ocean. Yeah. Just in a straight line. Yeah. So, did we ever talk about when all the UFO shit began? Um, I'm not sure if we have or not, but we will, let's do a quick debriefing. (laughs) Let's do an unclassified debriefing. (laughs) So, the modern UFO era, like UFOs the way we think about them, started in 1947 when there was an aviator who saw a formation of objects near Mount Rainier. And they looked like boomerangs or manta rays. And they were just like all around a mountain. They skipped over the water, right? Uh-huh. This was June 24th. 1947. So on July 8th, so about two weeks later, right? Yeah. In Roswell, New Mexico, they had that UFO crash. 
and that was literally a flying saucer and it crashed and that was when they put out the memos immediately mm-hmm. that said hey there's a flying saucer and the next day's paper said flying saucer recovered at Roswell Airfield right right like the first like the first couple days after what happened people were like in the news like hey we got this flying saucer absolutely crashed we it's crushed up we got dead aliens uh-huh they just <laughs> They reported it in the news. Yeah, right. But then, like, the government's like, whoa, no, 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 no. And they zipped <laughs> it up. And they're like, no, it wasn't that. It was a balloon. It was, like, <laughs> a burn-up toddler. <laughs> it wasn't anything to see here. <laughs> Old Uncle Sam. Right, right. Uncle Sam, keeping it positive for us. <laughs> right, right. So, in September, they started getting more and more in more sightings, right? They were it was going crazy. And the armed forces were like, this is absolutely something real. It's not something that's fictitious, but we're gonna cover it up like it is. And it just kept on having sightings. In nineteen in nineteen forty eight, uh Eastern Airlines saw some cigar shaped objects, which now under if they were tic tacs. Well, whenever now whenever I see a cigar shape, I'm like, You mean a tic tac? Yeah, they, I mean they didn't have tic tacs yet. They're like, this looks like a very short and stubby cigar. Right. Well, you know, I I have thought before that, like, people are always like, oh, there's so many different kinds. Like, what, like I feel like the spaceships, after you reach a certain level of, like, technological advancement, don't you think that they would just stop making new ones? I mean, I, I think assuming the aliens do not operate under capitalism, which would kind of be a requirement for them to to reach an advanced state of civilization that's like better than ours. Right. I mean, the reason why we have new cars is because they make cars shitty so you have to buy new ones and then they keep coming out with new ones to tempt people whose cars aren't even broken. Right, right. And so I think the aliens would just use the same shit also if they're like 100,000 years in the future compared to us technologically then it would be very easy for them to just make spaceships that actually don't break. Right. And just keep using them. Yeah. And there's no telling how long they live and what time scale they live on. Also, I'm calling them aliens just for short. That's the easiest word to say. Some people prefer ETs because it means extraterrestrials. Right. But I hate that because of the movie E.T. Aren't there also ultraterrestrials, which are like aliens that live here? Is that the term I for believe so. aliens? Because if, if I'm thinking about it, if I'm talking about it with somebody and I'm going to admit that I've, I've been widening my circle of people I talk about, I talk about this shit with... I just talk about aliens with everybody now. After the pandemic, hey guys, guess what? I'm coming in hot with some with some new topics of conversation, and we are going to talk about them. And one of them we are absolutely going to talk about is the aliens and how they are here. <laughs> I, I would say there's sentient non-human species on Earth. That is just specific, and it doesn't have any of the sci-fi overtones. Because right. if you say aliens, like the canonical ideal of alien is the gray alien with the big black eyes and he's holding a joint and he says, take me to your dealer. Right, right. I'm going to keep on calling them aliens until I find out what I'm supposed to call them instead of that. Right. And so this shit happened in the 1940s. By the way, this was right after we did the nuclear bombs. It right. took them about two years and all of a sudden they showed up. Right. Right, just coincidentally. 
So, okay, so here's here's when we start getting fishy with this history of the aliens thing, right? In February of 1954, Eisenhower was on vacation to Palm Springs, and he allegedly made a secret overnight trip to an Air Force base. He had a meeting with two aliens, and... The official story was that he was out in Palm Springs and he was eating a chicken wing and he broke his tooth off eating the chicken wing. Now, I can sympathize with that if that is what happened. Right, but also, I don't believe that's what happened because on the night that that happened, the AP reported that Eisenhower had died of a heart attack in Palm Springs and then a couple minutes later pulled the story. So it looked like maybe he disappeared or something happened to him. And they're like, no, 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 he's fine. He's talking. He's just talking to the aliens. What? Well, uh, th- so they published, I didn't know that. They published a story saying that he died. He Yeah, that night they said he died of a heart attack in Palm Springs. And then they immediately pulled the story. Like around the same time he disappeared. That's very, very suspicious. And he disappeared uh, when he had this meeting. It was not on his schedule. No, uh-uh. Because the, the president of the United States has a schedule that's laid out. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, from this time, you're going to go and have this meeting. You're going to go here and do this other thing. Yeah. That was not on his schedule, even though he was chilling in California. Right. And so he went, he went where, to Los Alamos, or he went to an Air Force Some base? Some Air Force somewhere. base that was like... Close to California somewhere, so maybe that was in Nevada, maybe that was... 29 Palms, something like that. Something like that, who knows? Met some aliens. He allegedly had some kind of agreements with aliens. Well, the agreement that Eisenhower supposedly had with the aliens was that the aliens wanted to do experimentation on animals and people, and supposedly, now this is, I mean, it, it gets fishy. You can, you get fishy. You basically draw the line. There was a PETA billboard once and it said, some are pets and some are food. Where do you draw the line? And it, and it made the rounds because first of all, PETA, nobody actually respects PETA or cares about them. Whether you eat animals or you don't. It doesn't matter. PETA is just basically there to generate money for themselves, and they also kill dogs and cats, which is fucked. I don't like that. I kill less animals than PETA does. It was basically all the way on one side, it was like a dog, and then a cat, and then a rabbit, and then a horse, and then a sheep, and then a cow, and a chicken. And so you were supposed to... They were like, look at this. It's just on a continuum, man. If you think about it, like... (laughs) Like, right? But then it made the rounds because people took it and then they drew their line (laughs) of what they would eat and what they wouldn't eat. Right. And I mean, yeah. I mean, the the cat, the cat rabbit line is the clear, is the clear division. I don't, (laughs) I don't make a habit of eating rabbits, but they. But you do sometimes. (laughs) it It happens. Rabbits are like not. I don't like it. The deal with rabbits is that they're not they're not great. There's not very much meat on them and they have so many bones and they have a ton of bones and it's just like a whole thing. It's not it's not worth it. Right. And they're also like so many people have pet associations with them and so many people like rabbits that it does it it feels a little weird to eat rabbit. I haven't eaten any rabbit in like probably 10 or 12 years. Right, right. 
It's just there's no nobody wins here. Right. So you're talking about human experimentation by the aliens. Yeah. So it's exactly like that because supposedly the agreement Eisenhower had was that he signed the agreement to let the Greys, which are Zeta reticulans from that from that galaxy or planet, whatever. That's far, that's far enough away that NASA-type people would say we can never get there because it's so many light years, right? Mm-hmm. He signed an agreement with them saying that they can take animals and people for experimentation, but they have to return the humans alive. Mm-hmm. That was supposedly the agreement, which is why there are cattle mutilations and animal mutilations that happen at ranches and why animals are found mysteriously dead with parts missing and weird cuts on them and stuff. But that, I mean, typically people do not <clears throat> disappear and then not come back. Right. I mean, they do, but not from aliens. People do say they've been abducted. So. Right, right. So they, but they, they, I think the agreement was they got to experiment on humans and animals in exchange for, for us getting some alien technology. Yes. Like possibly transistors. I'm not sure when transistors came out. Transistors, we very clumsily arrived at the idea of transistors in the mid 40s. I think Bell Labs out in California, also where Eisenhower was, you know. In the 40s. In the 40s. uh, They invented transistors. But there's also been theories that the reason that a lot of technology exploded in the late 40s, early 50s is because there were materials found at Roswell. Right. Now, there was a major who worked at Roswell. He was actually the one holding up the weather balloon in the stage picture. And his son has come out and given interviews and said, hey, he brought home this material. It looked it was like a sheet of metal. You could crumple it up. And then you would come back in the morning and it would be totally flat, no lines on it. This memory material. He also said he had little miniature eye beams with weird fucking hieroglyphics on them and stuff. I mean, (laughs) it's all hearsay, but he did have alien parts. Right. And so they think, well, maybe some of the materials and some of the technology that came out of the Roswell crash or maybe came out of other, you know, flying devices aliens alien craft of some kind uh may have been incorporated or the aliens gave us this technology right which is entirely possible because i think microchips i mean we had discrete transistors in other words we had little plastic or ceramic packages that were essentially transistors but miniaturizing those and packing thousands of them into a little tiny microchip, there are some that suggest that that was a result of Eisenhower's conference. Right. As well as fiber optics, which took a long time for us to to develop, but eventually, you know, are what the entire internet is built on, is fiber optics. Right. And so the idea is that we couldn't have made that without alien intervention. I'm up in the air about that, but it's interesting to think about. But when you think about it this way, how many other things have aliens possibly been involved in in terms of like interventions and inter- intervening in human history in order to push us along a little quicker? I mean, it is not outside the realm of possibility, in my opinion, that they would have intervened and showed us how to do microchips or fiber optics in order to advance us a little quicker when they had done like push us along with agriculture, 
pushed us along with like architecture, pushed us along with like developing written language. There's like all kinds of points in history where they could have done the same thing. Well, in Charles Darwin had this idea of punctuated equilibrium, which is that everything's fine, everything's fine, and then one little change sets off this cavalcade of events where biologically something will develop really fast. Right, right. And that's something that anthropologists have tried to apply to human history and said, well, why did people not write for the first million years of their existence? Why did humans not write? And then all of a sudden the Phoenicians started carving shit into clay tablets. And then we went total word hog. Right, right. Like that may have been, you know, punctuated equilibrium. It may have been synchronicity. It may have been coincidence. It may have been that the aliens were like, hey, dumb shit, did you ever try writing something down? Maybe that is when the aliens interfered and made it so we were no longer able to communicate with each other telepathically and so we had to develop a written form of language in order to communicate and that actually in my opinion the written language possibly is not as effective i believe that human vocabulary has limitations that that communicating telepathically would not well written language and spoken language has interpretation yeah you have to interpret it and your brain hears it and then converts it to ideas. Right. If you could tran directly transmit your ideas to somebody else, you wouldn't need that. Right. You wouldn't, you can't, it's hard to explain like emotion to somebody, but you would be able to project such a thing to somebody. Absolutely. So think about that. <laughs> what did we trade in ex exchange for getting the written language? Well, there's also a suggestion that aliens have interfered in human development where maybe there were humans around and we were just so shitty and they tried again. And this time we could write and they're like, huh, good enough. I'll come back in like 10,000 years and see what's popping. <laughs> there is also a suggestion that when aliens constructed the human race, that they restricted us from communicating telepathically. They nerfed us so that we cannot transmit telepathically to keep us from advancing, to make sure that they always had a permanent underclass, which I'll say is a phenomenon that humans like too. We always like to have. We always like yeah. to have an underclass to perform our work for us. What are we doing for the aliens? Right. Who knows? So here's here's the thing though, is, okay, I wanna I wanna interject at this point because we're talking about a bunch of weird shit about aliens in prehistory. And it makes us sound like a bunch of weirdos. It makes us sound like we're just making shit up. It makes us sound like we're like we're that guy on ancient aliens. <laughs> right? But the thing is, is that a lot of these government people who have been talking recently about the UFO phenomenon, a lot of them have been implying that they have been here for thousands of years. This is this is starting to be a thing where they're going they're coming out and saying yes that not only are they here, they have been here for a large portion of human history. And if you look back at ancient artwork from the Middle Ages, and from like the like the very early Middle Ages, like extremely old pieces of art, you will see fucking UFOs in the background well, the, of these paintings. People will they're included in these old religious paintings. There's a painting from the 1700s called "The Battle Over Nuremberg." Right. It's they're not new here. They did not just show up here in the 40s. We started this episode out with the idea that the. the 
that this started in the 40s. No, that's, that's the modern idea of UFOs. They have been here since we have been here. Well, the 40s is what really kick-started many sightings of UFOs. Mm-hmm. And the 40s and 50s is when UFOs really became something noteworthy in popular culture. And when stories about alien abduction Mm-hmm. became more common fire in the sky, like Travis Walton in the 70s. He was abducted. Right. That's when that started to that's when that started to come around. And then in the 60s, there was Project Blue Book where there was a there was a guy from Ohio State that ran it and uh, they basically tried to deny, they tried to disprove that there was any kind of off-world or extraterrestrial or sentient non-human species doing something, they didn't come to a conclusion. They shut it down. Right. But that was the end of what the government did until when? Until 2008. 2008, they started investigating these phenomena again. Uh, At the time, the Senate majority leader was Harry Reid, and he got $22 million, which is fucking nothing. In terms of government money, that's nothing. The government budget is trillions. The military right. gets trillions. He got $22 million. Right. And so he got $22 million to fund uh, some research at the Pentagon into UFOs. And that is when they started referring to them as UAPs. Uh, they had this program, and it was called Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And so they were investigating like these ufos interfering with military installations and shit like that and having the program called a tip and having them called uaps and all they were just a way to keep people in the military protected from taking on like uh the negative connotations that you would have uh, working with ufos because they've like just slandered everybody who's had any kind of, of involvement in any of this shit right the government has for for decades now done this and now people can say well and you'll see everybody if you watch the 60 minutes interview if you watch the appearances on cbs news they'll have people saying well we don't know if this is russia or china we don't know if this is the bad guys which first of all <laughs> We are not at war with China. Please don't call China the bad guys. Right. Right. <laughs> Second of all. I assure if, you that China and Russia are not building anything like this stuff that the people are seeing flying around. I promise you. I assure you that if Russia had technology that allowed them, that allowed the Russian military to control gravitational waves, they would be flying it from east to west over the United States and giving us the middle finger the whole time and laughing at us. And they would absolutely make sure we knew it was Russia. Yes. Yes, they put that flag on there so big. <laughs> there would be, yeah, it would, there's like no way they wouldn't have Russian flags on the side of the UFO if that was what it was. And you know what? The best part about the Russian flag, that's the red, white, and blue. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> France flag. <laughs> The old red, white, and blue flying by. <laughs> Los Fidania. Um, so, in 2017, they leaked all of those UAP videos, like the Go Fast and the Gimbal and all that, right? 
they leaked three of them. Right. And that is the ones I saw when I was originally researching this. Until recently, the only major media outlet that has reported on this stuff is New York Times. And that was in 2017. They had the all those videos leaked. And then in 2019, Congress members started getting classified briefings about the UFOs and shit. So when you're representatives try to make it seem like they don't know what's going on with the UFOs. They are having closed door meetings in Washington, D.C. with members of the military who are explaining to your congressman or your congressperson mm-hmm. that there's shit flying around and it's shaped like a fucking pyramid. Right. <laughs> we have pyramids flying around at 2,000 miles an hour. And we'll be looking at them, and they'll just disappear. Right, right. Maybe they're from the future. Maybe they're from an alternate dimension. Maybe they're from here, the ocean. Who the fuck knows? Nobody fucking knows. (laughs) Somebody knows, though. I promise you someone does, and they better fucking tell us pretty soon. (laughs) So, um... There is a Pentagon official named Lou Elizondo who's been, like, the main guy who's been talking about all these stuff. Like, he was on the 60 Minutes interview, and he's been, like, on a bunch of, like, media appearances related to ATIP and related to these Pentagon research situations, right? And so Lou Elizondo went public and filed a complaint with the Pentagon's inspector general claiming that there was a campaign to discredit him for speaking out about the UFOs. And he did that just this year. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he said that the, there was officials threatening to tell people that he was crazy and this, that, and the other. And so they're still trying to cover that shit up. Yeah. They're still trying to slander anybody who is coming out and saying, look, this is real. We need to tell people what is going on because we're their employees. Right. And so in June of 2020, there was a hearing in the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence where they talked about standardizing the collection and reporting of these sightings. And then where we are right now is that the the Senate Intelligence Committee ordered the Director of National Intelligence to work with the Pentagon and release information about the UAPs to the public on Ju- by June 25th of 2021. So that is coming up very, very soon. This so Marco, month. yeah, Marco Rubio pushed it through and says that they have to tell us this month what's up with the UFOs. Isn't that fucking bananas, you guys? That's where we are right now. We are, and we had to hurry up and do this episode because I heard they might do it tomorrow. There you has, might hear this and you already know what the UFOs are. <laughs> there has never been a public report. Let all, I, I, the videos that were leaked, the videos uh, that Chris Mellon got, uh, a former... Uh, he was a former... He was the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence under Clinton and George W. Bush. Okay. So, Deputy Assistant to the Security Manager. Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. Okay. Well, he was an intelligent guy. And <laughs> he got these videos. They were declassified. And then he is the one who got them and leaked them to the New York Times. Now... Is it a leak if it's declassified? 
No, but it's not like when the military declassifies something, they put out a bullet and then they're like, hey, this isn't secret. Want to see? Right, right. They just declassify it and don't say anything. If you don't look for it, you're not going to see it. It just means you're not going to be breaking the law if you make it public. Right. But you wouldn't have access to it. Well, Chris Mellon got it. I think Elizondo's the one who gave it to him. Right. That just came out. Right. That just came out this this spring that he was the one that did that. But this is the first time that a literal public report has been made. There have been details that have been snuck out about Project Blue Book. That was closed. Mm-hmm. None of the negotiations that went on between the military and the government in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, none of that was ever made public. All of the briefings that Congress has been getting since 2019 have been in closed sessions. You Mm -hmm. can't, if there's an open session of Congress, you could theoretically see it and it's being videotaped and everything else. Right. But this shit is still classified in secret. Well, the Pentagon has to issue a report. Now there's no guarantee that they're going to give us anything that we want to know about. But here's something that I find interesting. What everybody is leaning towards is not that, hey, aliens from another planet have been coming here since 1947. We don't know what they want, right? Mm -hmm. That's the classic, that's the classic UFO. This shit is different. Everybody is starting to to slowly come out and say, we know that these sentient non-human species have been on Earth for thousands of years. Right. And that is something that almost seems to defuse the, oh no, aliens are here, what do they want? That's every fucking movie. That's Close Encounters mm-hmm. of the right. Third Kind. Right. right, If they wanted to kill us, we would already be dead. Right, Independence Day, blowing up the White House. These are the images we see. And the reason why all this shit has been so fantastic and so dramatic is because everybody who believed in UFOs was ridiculed, so it turned into this fantasy fucking idea. Mm -hmm. Another thing, very important, Pope Francis, the current head of the Catholic Church, is out there doing his Dominus Anno, his his Latin (laughs) song and dance. Look, as, as... Popes go. He seems to be okay for a pope. I won't speak on the on the Catholic Church. I've already said what I think about that whole situation, but he's doing his thing, and he kind of throws out at the end. He's out there on his balcony at St. Peter's, and he just throws out kind of casually as he's on his way back inside. He says, by the way, any aliens or anybody not from Earth or anything else that's out there is also God's child. Peace. He's like, yeah, he was like, I would, I would baptize an alien, sure. Think about this. <laughs> Think about this. How, how is he not trying to get out in front of something? What does he know that we don't know? He we're, has that chronovisor. He has that papal chronovisor. <laughs> we're talking about a guy who in 2018, when he was asked about the sexual abuse, the thousands of cases of sexual abuse of children by leaders in the Catholic Church, he told a reporter that maybe it was their fault. He's since walked it back, to his credit, I guess, but he said that he was denying the well-known thousands of cases of sexual abuse by the Catholic Church, and the next year, 
He said aliens are God's children. Right. He, he was wishy-washy on the shit we definitely know he was lying about. And now he came out and casually wants to get out in front of that. Kind of sounds like they're prepping religious people mm -hmm. because supposedly the greatest fear of the folks in power is if aliens, if non-sentient species are known to be on Earth, this will destabilize the economy. Mm -hmm. That's what everybody cares about. The economy. Mm -hmm. They're worried people are going to stop paying for Hulu and driving their cars around the world. Right. They're worried that people are not going to fall into line. I don't th I don't think that's true. But What happens though if it comes out aliens are here, aliens have always been here. What if it comes out that aliens invented all of the Judeo-Christianity. What if it came out that all of the figures in in religion dating back to ancient times were aliens? What happens if people find that out? Well, if that and if that is the case, which is what I believe is the case. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean that when the aliens show up and when we find out the truth about the aliens, is that the second coming? Whoa. Maybe we're going to be living through the second coming this summer. I did. <laughs> You know, everybody, you know, there's the tendency of everybody to think they're living through exceptional times. And it's certainly right now today, right now today, there's more people than there have ever been. Mm -hmm. We're living in a time of greater technological complexity that we know of that humans have made on Earth than any other time. Mm -hmm. Our exponential growth of people and technology and fuel usage and agriculture and water usage and everything is going up 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 more tomorrow than today more today than yesterday right and so it's very easy for us to think we're living in exceptional times but what if we are what if the reason why everything is so fucked and everything always seems on on 10 is because we're lurching toward this this great paradigm change right what if and it's not you know, you see, classically, these doomsday cults say the end is coming. The end is coming. Well, they always pick out a date for the end, and it's never true, because there would really have to be something fantastic to happen for the world to end in, in fiery apocalypse. In one day, yeah. In one day. Like, whatever, whatever you believe in, you have to say that that is implausible. There's always a human tendency to think, well, something is going to happen. Something is going to happen to turn this all around. You're in the summer and, and there's a week out from school and you're like, maybe eighth grade is the year I turn things around. Right. <laughs> Everybody has this tendency to think this way. But it is undeniable that there is a momentum of not only new things happening and leaders kind of slowly seeming to build us up to some conclusion, but folks are going back and looking at things that have happened in years prior that were laughed off or were not taken seriously and saying, oh shit, this suddenly fits into the picture. Mm -hmm. Like the Galactic Federation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, we're going to talk about the Galactic Federation. I, I'm, I'm not going to make any fucking qualms about any of this shit. I completely believe all of this alien shit. <laughs>
put that on the table for now. <laughs> we wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about it if it weren't plausible. That's what makes it interesting. Right. I you know what? My whole life I always hated aliens so much. I hated thinking about them so much because there was something about them to me that was completely terrifying and I just could not deal with it. And I know that the last time I we were talking about this like a major component of our conversation about aliens was how terrifying I think the idea of aliens are. And when we did the first episode that eventually led into all those episodes, it was clear to me when I was reading it, everything was suddenly fitting in. And when I would hop between different like topics within the idea of UFOs and aliens, how all of it fit together and it all fit together in a way where I was like, there's no way this isn't real. <laughs> There's no way this isn't ha what's happening. This isn't. There's no way this isn't real. And so I had to actually like, take mental inventory and like come to terms with it over the past year because I'm like I'm, I'm so glad I did because if I was going into this month still afraid of aliens, I would have had diarrhea already for about six weeks, <laughs> and I would be spending the next month absolutely shitting myself. <laughs> but I did some work on myself personally. I always like to like make my, if I ever get afraid of something, I always like to make myself so I'm not afraid of it anymore. So I'm yeah. not afraid of aliens anymore. I'm not worried about them coming. If they're here already. I'm not worried about it. I'm going to mind my own business. And if they want to take me, they can take me. I everyone, think... everyone has to die, but it would be like a rare honor to die at the hands of aliens. And so I'm not going to worry about it. I think that if aliens have always been here and aliens have been here our whole lives. They've already been here. Yeah. Which is the is the conclusion that anybody studying this stuff will come to is that aliens have been here. I think that makes them less scary, right? Because the image we all have, the classic sci-fi image, is you look outside and there's a bunch of huge ships in the sky, right? The classic image is the aliens walk off the ship and. The military people are there with guns. If the military shoots the aliens, the aliens are certainly going to fucking destroy us. Right. And the military isn't smart. Right. An individual soldier is just going to follow the orders of someone else who is a slightly better soldier or something. I don't know how the military works. <laughs> the whole thing is terrifying because it hinges on humanity as a group reacting to something it's like those irish videos where they feed them peanut butter <laughs> humanity as a group individual people are wonderful individual people have the capability for unlimited kindness and unlimited love it, it, humanity as a mob and a mob starts at probably six people for me right Humanity as a mob is terrifying and cruel and horrible and right. arbitrary. It is. It really is. And you don't even need a really large group for it to start, like, metastasizing. No. No. Six. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got infectious and inflammatious, <laughs> like, in a much smaller group even. <laughs> Sometimes you can form a toxic group with as few as three people. <laughs> Because before that, it's just a toxic duo. <laughs> if it's less than that, it's just your personal problem. But <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. The Galactic Federation. Are you guys ready to hear about this shit? Okay, so 
There is an Israeli military officer who is retired named Haim Ishin. And in December of 2020, he had an interview with an Israeli paper where he said that Israel and the United States have both been dealing with the Galactic Federation for years and how this is exactly what it sounds like, man. It's like the the government of the universe, like all the various civilizations in the universe, like a federation of them all. It's like the United Nations for aliens. Right. (laughs) Chaimashed is... He was the former head of the Defense Ministry's Space Division. So he wasn't like a slouch. He wasn't a random guy. He was like the head of outer space in Israel. Okay? And so he talked about the kind of agreements they were making. And he said they were mostly made because they wanted to do research and understand how the universe worked and all this and that kind of stuff, right? They said that they have a secret underground base on Mars that is shared between American and alien representatives. And if if this is true, him coming out and saying this stuff coincides with when Trump started Space Force. Mm-hmm. Now that was very interesting. 2019, Congress started getting briefed on UAPs. And me, being somebody who has been alien-pilled, <laughs> saw the Space Force as as Donald Trump, as little as I want to talk about the person, having a typical response of doing something as blunt as and as stupid as possible in response to it, having completely misunderstood what was even happening. Right, right. He just wanted to do something that he could put his name on, something he could design a t-shirt for. <laughs> so... Eshed said that Trump is totally aware of the Galactic Federation, and he was on the verge of telling everyone about it, as you imagine he would, because he has a giant fat mouth. But apparently the Galactic Federation has stepped in and made him stop, and tried to explain to him that there would be mass hysteria, and they were waiting for humanity to evolve to a point where they would be able to grasp what was going on. And so we're going to be waiting for a while. If you ask me, well, I'm ready to hear about it, but I don't know. It's right. <laughs> well, recently in the press, they asked Obama or they went back to an Obama statement. They asked Obama what he knows about aliens. They recently did this 2021. They asked him about it and he gave a very specific statement that we, you know, I don't need to recapitulate what Obama said because I also don't care what he has to say. You're done, buddy. Go I don't back. care how about it is. I don't care what any politician has to say because they are they they have a track record for lying to me. Go back to windsurfing <laughs> with Richard Branson. Find right. a military position where you can bomb some more weddings. Whatever you like Write to do, book. man. Write another book. Go ahead. Yeah, bitch. make a playlist, bitch. <laughs> but my favorite president. <laughs> who, my favorite president, look, they're all bastards, but Jimmy Carter, elected 1976, took office 1977. In 1969, Jimmy Carter saw a UFO in Georgia. Uh-huh. He made a report that he saw something in the sky, there were lights, couldn't identify, moved real fast. All the typical hallmarks of a 
of an unidentified aerial phenomena. Mm-hmm. He vowed on the campaign trail to reveal the truth about UFOs, as they were called then, to the American public. He was asked about it because people asked him about it to kind of discredit him because if you believed in that shit, you were on the fringe. Right, right. And they asked him about it, and he said, look, all I know is that I saw something funky. When I get into office, I'm going to learn what I can about UFOs. I'm going to get all the information from the military, and I'm going to tell the American people. He went into office in his first week in office. He demanded to have meetings with the sec- with the Secretary of Defense. Mm-hmm. He demanded to have meetings with the with the head of the Navy, Air Force, whatever. And finally, people took him and they sat him down. He demanded to know, and they sat him down. They closed the door and they had a secret closed meeting with Jimmy Carter. The door opens and Jimmy Carter walks out by himself, sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that the implication of that meeting where he left weeping was that from what they told him, there was no God. The implication was that we were created by the aliens or the aliens had interfered with our with our timeline at points in order to lead us to believe in religions and things like that as part of their research into us. I think that certainly if you were raised to believe that God created man in his image, that the human homo sapiens was through evolution or or straight creation the direct product of a loving God who wanted to create a, a being that was capable of making decisions and good and evil and could turn toward the light and be rewarded with the bounty of eternal heaven. Right. To suddenly realize that regardless of afterlife or creation or consciousness, regardless of that, aliens had fucked around with our DNA and turned us into walking science experiments. That would be very upsetting. Right. I think that is probably the aspect of it that would upset the the largest number of people is knowing that your evolution was either purely artificial by another sentient species or guided at points in its evolution to turn into what we are now. Well, here's a question. If the aliens had a hand in the evolution of man and our path from a cave to where we are now was guided by the hands of extraterrestrials or ultra terrestrials, right? What is the difference between that and God? Why does why is it why is it God if it's like a ghost? But if it's but if it's an alien then it's not. Well I think that has to do with the way that people If 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 Jesus came and said that you have to love your neighbor and if Jesus came and said that you you have to like live a life of charity and 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 acceptance of other people, does it make a difference if he was an alien? Does that make it so he wasn't real? I mean, I I I feel like <laughs> Think about it. So what happens if the aliens show up and then people start worshiping the aliens? Well, that is going to happen. That is going to be that is going to be really awkward. If you've ever been to a comic convention. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, 
hey, uh, I heard you were a Zeta Reticulin. <laughs> um, so I guess I guess my DNA is like by you, which first of all, uh, really cool. I like having DNA. Um, but I just wanted to ask you about the fingernail thing. Like, why would you create sensitive <laughs> spots on our fingers that then you'd have to cover by nails, and then we have to have the nails, and then we have to clip the nails, but then. Uh, but why not just make the whole finger more protected so that you don't need nails? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I see we're getting close to the end of time. I wanted to make sure we touched on some of this stuff. So there was this guy, Paul Hellyer, who was a Canadian guy, right? He was the former Minister of Defense. And he said that we were routinely visited by extraterrestrials. He said that there were four separate species of extraterrestrials that people on Earth have been dealing with. On Earth. On they Earth. are on Earth, yeah. Right. And he said that there is no... You can't refer to the aliens as they because there are so many different kinds of aliens on Earth right now that... They all have different plans of what they want to do here. They all have different motives. They all come from different places. They all have different cultures. They are not one uniform entity that we are dealing with. We are dealing with multiple players. Mm -hmm. It is like you can't say that Russia and China and India are all the same. Right. The aliens we are dealing with are numerous groups of aliens who are discrete entities who are totally different than the other and they all want something different well i mean imagine that the russians were not human and and developed independently from the other species on earth that's what we're talking about right if we had other sentient species like we're all bugging out thinking about one gray alien that says take me to your dealer right and really there's fucking four different kinds of them right there's like gray aliens allegedly there's allegedly uh ones they call tall whites which apparently just look like tall white people i know some of those <laughs> yeah they 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 just apparently have like blonde hair and they're very tall and white. Uh, I think that one of the ones he was talking about maybe were like mantises. Uh huh. And then maybe there's a reptilian. Yeah. Well, they all figured out how to talk to each other, and they figured out how to talk to us. I guess it's telepathically, and they beam the stuff in. Right. That's why you have. That's why everyone needs to do their meditations every day, just like Doctor Natalie says. You do your meditation every day so you can make sure that you decalcify your pineal gland and you're more able to receive telepathic communications from the aliens when they show up at your house. Yeah, just keep that channel open, baby. Because if your channel's all clogged up, you're just gonna sit there and scream and scream. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make fall of 2021 be a non-screaming time for everyone. <laughs> right. Um, so he said that the aliens are from Zeta Reticuli, the Pleiades, Orion, Andromeda, and the Altair star systems. And they have different agendas. Um, there are at least two of the groups that are working with the United States specifically. Right? Yeah. He also said that there was a shadowy cabal that was comprised of the Council of Foreign Relations, the Bilderbergers, the Trilateral Commission, the International Banking Cartel, the Oil Cartels, um, members of various intelligence organizations, and select members of the military that are 
working together with the aliens to create a one world government, which now we're starting to get into like new world order shit where I'm starting to sound a little bit like a conspiracy theory bullshit to me. It's starting to sound like they're going to start pointing fingers at a certain ethnicity of people. Yeah. It's starting to <laughs> smell like Germany in the 30s in here. <laughs> so there are, there are aspects of this now. This is the thing is that this is the thing that is weird is is when you take a topic and you tell people that they cannot talk about it and you tell people that what they are doing when they are talking about it is they are like having mental problems they are having delusions they have like psychosis that is making them imagine these fanciful things because you're trying to cover up what's happening right yeah then what you do is you put these people in like an intellectual like slum where they are removed from anyone in the scientific community interacting with them. They are removed from anyone in like mainstream media interacting with them. They are removed from anybody who is not interested enough in looking up that kind of information to ever come across it. And so you create this bubble of people who are like treated like idiot morons. And then it starts like static electricity like picking up little bits of bullshit that sticks to it also right and so you have and so you have something that is true but it has all this like all these crumbs of bullshit from being in the fucking gutter this whole time i think once you start telling people that once you start a disinformation campaign to tell people hey this ufo shit this is only for crazy people you're not in there's no legitimacy to it. You're not interested in it unless you're stupid or crazy yourself. And then they're like, well, any, and then everybody else they talk to about it is like, this is a stupid, crazy idea. So I can only talk to this about people that don't care that this idea is not acceptable by the establishment. That's why all this shit always starts mixing with like Alex Jones level conspiracy theories that school shooters aren't real and anti-Semitism and all this because all of those ideas are in that gutter you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And when you take something legitimate like the fact that aliens live on Earth and you shove that into a gutter, well, the guy has not been able to talk about this with anybody other than cranks. Right. So he's like, okay, aliens are real and they live here on Earth and there's four species of aliens and Ringo Starr is the only beetle who has not been replaced by a replicant. <laughs> Avril right. Lavigne looks different. She got <laughs> replaced. The real one still lives in Canada. The fake one married Nickelback. Right, right. <laughs> So, I mean, that's like the issue and that is and that is a problem. You can't muddy you, they spent like 75 years and how much money have they spent muddying the waters? And so now we have like a mud milkshake and now they're like, "Now it's real." And it's your job to to figure out like what in that pile of mud is like real and what is stuff that is not after we've completely obliterated like any semblance of legitimacy. And it could have been the case that people could have come together and people did come together to share sightings uh -huh. of UFOs. They came together to collect photos and video 
And something that I've never seen thrown out is the joke always is, why do people who see UFOs have the worst cameras? That's a, that's a joke. You'll see mm-hmm. that. Somebody will say, I saw a UFO, and it'll be a little dot. But I want to tell you something. Go outside at night. Get your phone. Go out during a supermoon. Go out just as the just as the moon is. You know those days where the where the moon looks like it's really huge. It's hanging low in the sky. It's orange. It looks brilliant and weird. Mm-hmm. You go to photograph it, and you look at your phone, and it's a little orange circle Mm -hmm. it's tiny Mm -hmm. you zoom in on it now it's a big blurry orange circle your phone can't take pictures of shit because the autofocus on your phone is trained to take pictures of faces and dogs right here's the thing when kodak made their film this is not a conspiracy theory this is true when kodak made their film all the film that was made in the United States was formulated in such a manner that it was tested on people with light skin. It was tested on white Americans. They figured out the formulations that reproduce the skin tones of white Americans the best. Mm -hmm. That is why it was using normal cheap film hard for a long time to take pictures of people with dark skin. Right. Early point-and-shoot cameras had the same problem. You pull your Nikon Coolpix out of your purse and you take a photo. It did not work right for people with darker skin. It was formulated to lock on to white people's faces Mm -hmm. and take pictures of them. That's all it was tested on. So your phone is not going to take pictures of a fucking undulating pyramid in the sky. Right. Right. Your phone cannot focus on that shit. And also, it's coming in and out of our three dimensions because it moves in like five or seven. (laughs) Right. Just like, I know I've talked about this before. You do calculus. They say, here's an XY graph. This is the area under the curve. You go, okay. You move on, calculus two, calculus three, and they're like, here's a sphere, x, y, z. x squared plus y squared plus z squared equals seven. That's a sphere, and you're like, cool, man. You move on, you go on, and then they're like, okay, we're gonna do this. Here's a fourth dimension, w, and you go, what the fuck is w? Right. (laughs) So it's very, mathematically, it's simple that there are extra dimensions. It's easy to see this. And so, no, your your Apple iPhone that is that is calibrated to take good close-up pictures of feet for you to put on your OnlyFans is not going to take a good picture of the moon or a fucking spaceship. Right. It's just not going to. You cannot point it at a dot in the sky and have it focus and have it zoom in and have right. it look right. Right, right. So, now where we are is we're still getting more alien or ufo sightings most recently the uss omaha had radar from an event in 2019 where it was swarmed by like 14 different ufos that were they had on radar and i saw that recently on the internet uh in 2019 the uss russell russell recorded multiple pyramids at least three of them were photographed and in April of 2021, they made uh, public a sighting of three different craft, one which they called the Acorn, 
one which was a metal blimp with a payload, and one which was a sphere. And these were all taken by the same airplane. Right. And in the 60 minute or the 60 minutes interview or one of the outtakes from the interview that they had on the website after the fact, they had people who were in the Navy who said that they were seeing UFOs every single day for years. It wasn't like, "Whoa, I saw a UFO. That's crazy." It was like every day, every day they would see them. They would see them these the USS Omaha, the USS Russell are warships that do training off the coast and that pilot there was an f uh, fa18 mm-hmm. there was a pilot of a of a fighter jet and he had another guy on board and they just got their cell phones out and they were taking pictures of this shit they were off the coast of virginia the fact that so much of this shit is seen over the ocean makes it easy to think that they are in the oceans. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but Jacques Vallée, a guy who has collected stories and collected research about UFOs, came out with a paper in 1990, 31 years ago. It's a statistical and logical analysis of sentient non-human species. And he came to the conclusion, and you can read it, you can look it up, Jacques Vallée, 1990 paper, you can read and see that his conclusion was that aliens live here because they have to travel so far to get here from another star system. It expends so much energy for them to get here. It takes a lot of time. There's no reason for them to be commuting here, right? Mm -hmm. They fucking live here. The most likely place for them to live is the ocean because humanity has explored... just a percent of the fucking ocean, just a, just a little bit, five ten percent maybe max mm-hmm. of the ocean, and that's where all this shit is always seen. When you're talking about, like you said, people seeing UAPs every single day, that's in the Pacific Ocean, it's in the Atlantic Ocean. Right, right. So that's where we are right now. We thought we'd bring you guys up to date because probably this month, maybe. Like, within a day or two of you listening to this episode, we are going to see some releases of information from the government on UFOs. This has fucking never happened before. The government has never come out and been like, yeah, they're real, baby. But we're living it. This is, like, history in the making. This is, like, truly a historic event in our lifetimes. And to have, like, you guys just better pay attention. That's all I'm going to say. Pay attention. This is, like, never going to happen again. When we talked about this in 2019 and we dug this information up, I'm sure there are some people that thought, oh, this is funny. They're just talking about this ironically, which is not real, by the way. But you might think, oh, they're just talking about this because it's because it's funny. Such a thing could never happen. The government is having to admit this. And I think that's a good thing for us to end on, Natalie, is why is the government getting ahead of it now? The government doesn't care if we know the truth. Right. They don't morally care. Well, they cared very much that we did not know, but now they suddenly are wanting us to know. So that makes me wonder what is going to happen. What are they trying to get out in front of? Just like when the Pope was saying shit. What does the Pope know? He wouldn't be saying all this shit and telling us this shit unless he knew something. What is going on? We're going to find out. We're going to find out sooner or later exactly what is happening. Because apparently 
it's ramping up to the point where they can't just tell us we're stupid. Mm -hmm. They can't hide it anymore. They can't just say, remember that time you were abducted by an alien? Well, that wasn't real. The most mind-blowing thing to me. Keep this in mind while you're waiting to hear this stuff from the government. My last thought. Why would the government... Why would it be better for them to come out and tell us that there is something in the sky that has technology that is between a thousand and ten thousand years advanced of where we are that is able to do maneuvers that are just completely outside the laws of physics we have no idea where these crafts are coming from we have no idea who is inside these crafts we are completely powerless to defend ourselves against them why would they tell us that that is like not the kind of messaging that your government is ever going to tell you. They are never going to tell you you are at risk from something that is mysterious. No one knows what it is and no one knows what we can do about it. Good luck. That The fact that they're coming out and telling us this and telling us all this information I think is, is something that we all need to ruminate on. And we don't have long to ruminate on it. We'll see what they come out with, but I think this is just going to be the beginning. They're going to put out a report that says as little as they can, but this process is ongoing. Right. And so this is snowballing, and if we don't hear something now in June of 2021, it's going to be an ongoing thing where they're ramping up to something that they have to tell us about because... They, uh, they've they determined that they have to get out in front of it and control the messaging on whatever's about to happen. Right. That's the only reason why. There was nothing to get out in front of. There was nothing. I mean, we know what happened in history now. There were no public events with UFOs. There were no sentient human beings, uh, sentient non-human beings walking around interacting with people on a large scale thus far. The fact that the government is coming out and telling us this, what does that mean? The fact that the Israeli defense minister is coming out, the former Canadian minister of defense is coming out and telling us about this. Our own government, like people in the, in the, the assistant secretary of defense or whoever the fuck is leaking this shit to the New York Times. Something is happening, you guys. It's absolutely real. Something is absolutely happening. What did you learn today about the fucking UFOs? <laughs> Let's wrap this bitch up. <laughs> you know, I don't think I had put the pieces together yet because one of my thoughts I had had going into this was, you know, why is it only us? Why is it only our government? But I just think that we are seeing people from other countries, our allies coming out and saying this. And I, I read recently that Italy had a, a UFO crash in the same way that in the same way that Roswell did in the same time period during uh when Mussolini was running Italy. It was during that time period they had a UFO crash there too. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not, I mean, we're very, Americans, our media and the things we focus on are very uh, America-centric. Mm -hmm. But this shit is happening all over the world. And we're going to see, we're going to see what they have to say about it this month. And you know who's most excited about the alien disclosure, Natalie? <laughs> Corey Grella. She is pumped to know whether it's UFO, UAP, or USA, she's down to clown 
with the grays from outer space. And when the end of the day hits, all she wants to do is put in her uh, completely black contact lenses to cover her large uh, extraterrestrial sclera and simply utter, take me to your dealer. <laughs> right, right. Where are aliens going to land first? You know they're going to land in Harlem Township, now. Plenty of parking spots. It is such open, beautiful fields and recreational facilities. Right, right. They can land right on top of that cemetery that's in the woods with no headstones. <laughs> that's well, where I would land if I was an alien. If you're piloting a craft whose mechanisms cannot be explained with what we know about technology, don't land at 5 p.m. on Tuesday in Harlem Park. That's when the Harlem Heat plays. Right. Don't You don't want to interrupt the Harlem Heat. Everyone loves them. They're on fire, baby. And last, but certainly Ow! not least, if you want your fruit and vegetables to travel interdimensionally or even just... Dimensionally. Tra- traditionally. Dimensionally. <laughs> across a vast expanse of space without spoiling, who are you going to turn to? Uh, Hazel Technologies. Hazel Technologies has got the packets for your jackets. They're going to turn your dragon fruit into delicious fruit. <laughs> Your grapes are going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) And if you haven't already, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. That's where you hear all the paid episodes. That's where you're going to hear Alien Timber. Yeah, you got to hit the Alien Timber, man, if you really want to know the truth about the aliens. We could talk about aliens all fucking night and... If you love alien content, you need to hit up Alien Timber. It's like five episodes, so it's like six hours of fucking alien bullshit. We're talking about Bob Lazar. We're talking about uh, Betty and Barney Hillcase. We're talking about Lacerda Files. We're talking about uh, all that shit. We got fucking reptilians, reptilians, ancient, ancient aliens. We got guests. A guest episode with Jake the Snake, resident alien professional. That's right. So check that out. Patreon.com slash GarbageBrainUniversity. Thanks again for listening. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.